Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. going, Brendan, here for a couple seconds as a bad underneath this will tell you that nothing says Valentine's Day quite like Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is the place for special occasions. Tell Daphne, Taylor, and Chris that orders now sent you. You know, besides Al Green, I can't think of anything, you know, let's stay together better than NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? First of all, Al Green's one of my favorites, so that we're one for one. And then number two is, I'm glad you're taking me to Roots Chris for Valentine's Day, Bob. It's going to be a little tough today since I'm down in San Jose, but uh, can you make it down uh, here on uh, the private jet? What do you think? I could. I tell you what, I'll just wait until the middle of March. How's that? <laughs> so you're coming to the middle of March too. <laughs> Hey, uh, Brendan, I don't normally do this, but uh, this is a call-out to, to Brendan at Roos Chris. You're going to need to hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying, Brendan? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying to paraphrase Brian Hall. That is the hey, word. I want to read this text because it's the story of the day. The biggest story in the National Hockey League involves the Calgary Flames, at least today. Uh, Kevin from Stoney says, you're listening to Flames now with Kevin from Stoney. Habs completely lost today's trade, giving up a 20-plus goal scorer for what will be a late first, a fifth, and two non-roster players. Uh, Trey Living finally pulled off what should be considered uh, his best uh, in-season trade ever. Uh, the Flames completely got better today. Now back to Oilers now with the he says the great Bob Stoffer. Well, thank you, Kevin. Hey, it, it's got, it can't be denied. And, John, we knew this. We talked about this all summer. The Flames were going to have a better team. There was no way Jacob Markstrom was going to go 904 two years in a row. They've got a better team. They've got an entire line that's plus 30 or better right now. Um, though there might be, we'll see if they return both Kachuk and Gridro in the offseason because they got to get Majipani signed as well. Uh, but just your thoughts on the trade today. Uh, they're, they're, 
I mean, so many stars aligned for the Flames. When you think about, you know, there's a real belief uh, in Calgary that they can compete with Vegas for the number one spot in the division. Uh, Daryl Sutter is familiar with Tyler Toffoli for his, from his days in Los Angeles. Um, and I, I think that there's a, a, a lot of pressure on Brad for living to, uh, to, to make a difference. It's interesting. We had Brad on our show uh, last week, Bob, and he talked about uh, he, he doesn't really like making in-season trades. Uh, so for this to have occurred, uh, he must have felt that this was something special and, and put the hockey club over the top. Remember, uh, Jack Eichel's going to show up in this division in the not-too-distant future. Uh, and if there's any way to try to compete with Vegas to get out of the division, you better add some goal scoring, and, and that's what they did with Tyler Toffoli today. Now, some might say Edmonton's basically played the first 45 games of the season without Mike Smith. I mean, he had seven appearances before he got the win the other night, and now they've added Evander Kane, too. So, some might say that's a perspective that you could you could mention. A lot of fans would say, oh, Starford, you're just being an apologist for the Edmonton Oilers organization. But the reality is a healthy Mike Smith changes the complexion. Uh, though I get the sense right now with the majority of the fans, they're not confident he can stay healthy in the short term. Is his health and his performance, does that dictate the course of action for Ken Holland here? Health for sure, uh, because I think if he's healthy, he will perform well. So it, it does all go back to the health, in, in my opinion, Bob. Um, and, you know, the, the runway that Kenny Holland has between now and the 21st of March will allow them to, to figure that out. Uh, so, so th- you know, the Mike Smith, now that's always the adage when you bring a player back around this time of year, well, it's almost as good as a trade. And, and, and that's, that's a fair statement if the player can make a difference. And hopefully he can. And, uh, and Kane is in exactly the same boat. If Evander Kane can, um, you know, orient himself properly with this organization and feel comfortable in the organization, uh, then those are two good ads for the Edmonton Oilers at a time when, let's face it, in addition to the coaching change, they need to have good ads. So from that perspective, the answer is yes. Mike Smith's an important part in, you know, having him healthy and um, not tired down the stretch is important. We are joined right now for Legacy Heating and Cooling by John Shannon, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. All right, uh, you know what? We last had you on Oilers Now on Wednesday. Uh, I think we, bo- we both knew, you know, if this doesn't, if this continues down the wrong path, there's going to be a change here. Now that said, boom, it happened Thursday morning. Give me your take on this now that you've had, you know, 96 hours to think about it. Uh, Two things. Um, uh, You know, the Chicago game um, obviously was that watershed moment. I also think the third period of the Chicago game was the watershed moment. Um, this team is notorious. And I mean, you, you know the number off the top of your head, how many times the opposition scores first and how many times the Oilers have come back from two goal deficits to at least tie the game. Uh, so when they had the Blackhawks and were down just one at two to one, um, that was the moment that this team had to, you know, make a difference. And they were unable to make a difference. And when you lose back-to-back games at home, uh, with uh, uh, subpar performances both days, 
with the reminder of those 16 games that they just weren't very good at, something had to happen, and and it was obvious to me that after the Blackhawk game, it was it was imminent that, that Dave and and Jim Playfair, who in my opinion had a lot more say uh, on the blue line than a lot of people realize, uh, that ha- something had to happen, and so to. To give give Jay Woodcroft a chance and to give Dave Manson a chance, I think was the only option for the Edmonton Oilers. Give Dave Manson a chance because this just isn't about Woodcroft. Now I've heard uh, subsequently here over the last seventy two hours that there was at least one uh, pretty good head coaching candidate out there that was looking at uh, grabbing Manson out of the minors if he stayed there. And if he resurfaced as an NHL head coach for a team, that there were a couple organizations looking at him, seeing the body yep. of work that he'd done. Uh, had, had you heard the same thing? Yeah, I had. And, and in fact, I think it's it's realistic to suggest that had uh, Woodcroft and Manson not be promoted, uh, and they had brought somebody in from the outside, uh, that neither would be the organization next year. Uh, you know, there. You know, Jay has has paid his dues in Bakersfield. Jay elected to stay in Bakersfield rather than taking an associate uh, coaching job uh, with Todd in Los Angeles. So this was the right time in the right place, um, and and I think everybody in the organization knew it. I mean, I'm sure that Kenny and Keith Gretzky had many a conversation. Uh, about hey, listen, what kind of job is he doing? How detailed is he? Can he? motivate veteran players how did how does he communicate with superstars and i and i think that the obvious answer was this guy deserves a chance because if he doesn't if we don't give him a chance in the summertime somebody else will we're joined right now by john shannon bob stoffer with you and oilers now from san jose california all right john uh so i'm gonna spin this a, a bit back on manson here for a second uh, and I, I'm not going to say which Hall of Famer said it to me, but uh, you might be able to figure out who it is because you might have some experience in that position. Uh, Dave Manson played every role in the NHL. He was a first-round draft choice, so he had pressure there. He fought because he could. Uh, the guy said to me he became a power play quarterback, and then later in his career he reinvented himself as a shutdown defenseman. And then he spent years in junior, 12 years in the junior before he even went to the American Hockey League, so he touched all the bases. Is it possible that the impact of Manson might be greater than a lot of people think out there? And and let's throw another aspect uh, into Dave Manson's um, resume, Bob, and that is uh, the father of an NHL player. Yes. Uh, You know, and someone who, and, and look at the growth, look at the growth in Josh Manson over the last five years you can't tell me that his father didn't have a little bit to do with that as well uh so from that i mean i this this is i i always wondered with his resume uh and and what he did in the western league uh why he was in the american league like that and and uh, you know i i just think that you know dave manson's a lifer dave manson's a learner and i i think that he has taken his time to do it properly uh, simply because he could, uh, and and that's an important aspect of this. And I do think, uh, like you said, I think I think the acquisition of Dave Manson as an assistant coach in this job, in this position, is really a smart move for this organization uh, at this time. Really smart. 
So I'm going to oppose the question to John that I want the listeners to respond back to as well. You can text us at 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Brian Burke is referred to as, quote, unquote, the dead count, the dead cat bounce. That when there's a coaching change, you see an, auto, uh, an automatic kick in with the team. Uh, they play with some energy because there's a bit of a wake up. Um, and then, you know, the team plays better for four or five. I mean, let's not forget Ken Hitchcock went, I think, at one point, nine, two, and one in his first 12 games when he took over from Todd McClellan. So right. on that note, I, I just want to ask the listeners, did you see a different team when Edmonton played again? The Islanders were a playoff team. They're not having a great year, but that's a hard, heavy, tough team. Did you see a different team for the listeners out there watching Friday night, Edmonton against the Islanders? Uh, was there a different passion? For me, John, there was. And part of it was when they got engaged in, you know, multiplayer incidents on the ice. The Oilers showed up collectively of the group. We haven't seen that. I mean, the last time we were when the Oilers played the Islanders, uh, guys like Kiefer Bellows were chirping. Like Kiefer Bellows. So you tell me from uh, your vantage point, did you, did you notice a discernible difference in how Edmonton played? I did. Uh, I did, too, and I'm not sure that I can see uh, the gravitas that you're talking about because I wasn't in the arena. But what I, 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 I do think that, you know, that scoring first helped because you know how much different this team is when they play with a lead as opposed to playing from behind. And in the, the topic that we talked off, off the top, I thought that Mike Smith made key saves at the key times early on, and that helped grow the... Um, grow the confidence and and the and the, the belief in each other. You know, so much of what has happened uh, to the Oilers um, with the losing uh, has been what they haven't been able to do in their own zone, and and the issues that they have uh, forced their goaltenders into, whether it be Koskinen, whether it be Mike Smith, or whether it be Skinner. You know, what I mean, that, how many times? You'd think, well, he should, that, that they have left their goaltender out to dry. And I saw what I saw was more responsibility, maybe not a tremendous amount more, but I saw more responsibility in the, in the defensive zone, which allowed Mike Smith to get into a rhythm, which gave him confidence. And then in, in the back end, the confidence allowed the team to grow as well. And then the dry sidle goal changed all of that as well. So I, I did see something. The question is, is now you have to be able to sustain it. You know, tonight in San Jose, sustain that. And then the confidence will grow one more time and one more time and one more time. This is a, I mean, this is a huge week for the Oilers. They got five games in seven days with two back-to-backs. And Miko Koskinen probably won't be ready until the next road trip because of how Canada-U.S. border issues work. So right. that's part of yep. the reason why yep. he's not on this trip is he can't come back into Canada because he went into COVID less than uh, two weeks ago. Um, and so, you know, the orders have got the two Cali teams tonight, or tonight tomorrow, San Jose and L.A., Anaheim at home Thursday. Winnipeg with full fans on Saturday, home to Minnesota on Sunday, might be on fumes by the time they get in to uh, that fifth game in seven days. All right, John, I'm going to switch focus because you are a television guru, uh, one of the best producers of all time and executive producers. What did you okay, think hold on, of... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Could you say that again? Just uh, maybe my wife might be listening. She might think that I actually know what I'm doing. Well, I want you to buy when we go to Roos Chris. So, yes, John Shannon, generally considered... <laughs> 
are, I, I used to use this line with Dr. Dan Siratuck. He used to be the defensive quarter, coordinator on the Golden Bears in the 89 season. Uh, they went five and three and they gave up 89 points in eight games. In other words, they should have, they should have back then only the top two teams in Canada. That's why Canada West used to win all the time. The only top two teams made the playoffs. And I used to say he was arguably one of the best. So on that note, arguably one of the best producers and executive producers, John Shannon, what did you think of the overall production yesterday of the Super Bowl? I thought it was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked the content. I mean, let's let's face it. Once the game got down to the brass tacks, uh, you know, they, you know, how many cameras did they have? Sixty-one or sixty-two? You know, you, they got into a rhythm of using the, the proper twelve or thirteen cameras at the right time. Uh, I don't think they missed very much in game coverage. Uh, and uh, you know, and and the good thing was at the appropriate time, uh, Michaels and Collinsworth. Uh, we're strictly on uh, focused on football as opposed to celebrities and family and and all that other stuff that usually comes with a a big event like that that they're trying to draw an audience that isn't necessarily a hundred percent football fan. So I, I thought it was fine. It didn't. Nothing jumped out at me and said that I I was bothered. I love Tony Dungy on their panel. I think he's so insightful. I think he's low key. I think when you when he speaks, you have to listen. Uh, and uh, and and from there, I you know I'm I was I probably uh, I had told Reed uh, on the uh, pregame show the other night it was going to be Cincinnati by four, and for the first 58 minutes of the game, I looked like a genius. But other than that, it was good. Well, it's rare when that happens. What did I look like a genius? Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Now you're talking to my wife again. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. One <laughs> final. But what, I will say this. We have one strong feeling that we both agree on when it comes to the NFL. Okay? There's a thing that yeah. you and me have both tweeted on in the past. You tweeted about it again last Oh, don't. I mean, it, 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 listen, Major League Baseball gives the trophy to the owners. The National Football League gives the trophy to the owners. The NBA gives the trophy to the owners. Only in the National Hockey League. Do they give the trophy in North American sports? Because they do. They they give the trophy at the FA Cup and the, and and uh, and Premier. They give it to the players too. Give the darn trophy to the guys, to the Warriors who play the game, please. But that's Absol not what happens. I absolutely despise it. Give it oh. to the players. Give, give it, it to the players, and to the point where to the point where give it to the players. If you were if if you were an owner of an NFL team and said, by the way, I'm going to let Matt Stafford or, 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 or anybody on the defensive line, you know, I'm going to let, or Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to let them take the trophy first. You would be revered for the rest of your life. You know, and it, to me, it just, it blows my mind. Blows my mind how seriously selfish and silly it is that they give it to the owners. It, that, that's a classic case, in my mind, Bob, that's a classic case of the Romans and the gladiators. And I thought we were beyond that in 2022. John, you nailed it. Talk Wednesday. Yes, sir. Have a great night. Good luck in San Jose.
It's 12.52 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll set up the lines for tonight's game and get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Do our injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Nicely done, Brendan. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. 12.54 at Edmonton. Uh, we'll get to the lines momentarily. Tony Brar has tweeted them out, which is what happens when Jack's in Toronto. I'm at uh, the hotel, and Cam's not on Twitter. Uh, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's this simple. James H. Brown. They're the best. Oilers will not have the following. Geez, I'm already on to L.A. I need to switch back. Here we go. Uh, Miko Koskinen remaining in COVID protocol. Duncan Keyes still out. Uh, could be a while here with uh, concussion protocol. Um, certainly, I uh, do not expect Duncan to play this week. Uh, Zach Cassian out four to eight weeks with a fractured draw. Chris Russell did not make the trip. He is out with a lower body issue as well. Kyle Turris is on the trip. Uh, he has a upper body challenge for the Edmonton Oilers. Eric Carlson, uh, Kevin LeBanc, and Jacob Menya. Uh, and Menya just got a foot injury all out uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Carlson, by the way, $11.5 bucks on an eight-year deal. He's in year three. So they have Couture, eight times eight. He's in year three. Meyer, six times four in year three. Carlson, uh, 11.5 times eight years. He's in year three. Burns, eight times eight. He's in year five. Mark Edward Vlasic. Seven times 80s in year four, and he's playing 15 minutes a game. Ouch! Letters will go 11 and 7 again. Uh, Stuart Skinner will start in goal. He's in the starter's goal, and we mentioned the fact that uh, he's familiar with uh, playing in this arena because this is where the San Jose Barracuda play. Skinner so far this season, 5 and 6 at 2.83 goals against average, 908 save percentage. The Oilers will go seven defensemen, uh, Nurse and Bouchard in the top pairing, but Nouchard significantly had his minutes cut in the first game that uh, Dave Manson coached the D. Uh, rotating Nima Leinen, Lagesson, and Broberg in the second and third pairing left shot, uh, left shot D. They all played around 11 minutes against the Islanders the other night. Cody Cece was at 26, so too was Darnell Nurse. Tyson Berry played around 18 and a half up front. Connor McDavid, 10 goals and 25 points, 19 career games against San Jose with Zach Hyman and Yessa Pugliarvi. Leon Dreisaitl, 7 goals, 21 points and 24 games against the Sharks with Evander Kane who, of course, uh, spent three and a half seasons with San Jose, and Kyler Yamamoto has not scored in his last 10 games. RNH with Fogel and Derek Ryan. And Fogel has not scored in 16 games. McLeod and Benson, uh, the fourth-line forwards. The Oilers again going 11-7. and seven. Edmonton last played in the third week of November of 2019 in San Jose. Okay, that's the last time they played here. There are only four skaters in today's game, tonight's game, that were in the Oilers lineup that night. McDavid, Drysaddle, RNH, and Darnell Nurse. That's it. Skinner starting. Uh, Koskinen started in that game. Edmonton won 5-2. Think about that for a second. Four of 18 skaters were in the lineup that night. Now, obviously, some injuries. You know, Cassian, 
at that time, Cassian was playing with McDavid and Drysaddle in the top line. Russell, if he was healthy, would probably be in the lineup as well. But tonight, only four skaters that last played in that uh, uh, game way back when, 2019, in San Jose. All right, uh, we are going to go to NHL today, taking a look at the rest of the schedule for Elite Promotional Marketing Company, brand of apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, Winnipeg in action at home to Chicago tonight before the Maple Leafs visit the Kraken in Seattle. The Flames making waves today, picking up Tyler Toffoli from Montreal for a first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, Emil Heineman and Tyler Pitlick. Sends forward Austin Watson, suspended two games for interference. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, Patrick Laine, and Nico Heischer are your three stars of the week. Bakersfield swapped wins with Henderson this weekend. They'll uh, host Ontario tonight in the A. And the Oil Kings were victorious twice this week. Weekend. 4 nothing over Red Deer, 5-3 in Med Hat. Next up, a home date. Saskatoon's here on Friday. Alberta beat Grant McEwen 7-4 Saturday night. Both Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft were at that game. Bears forward Noah Phillips, six foot three, right shot center, seven goals, ten points in seven games after uh, taking the first half of the year off for a personal leave. His brother, uh, Luke, was signed by Calgary a couple of years ago, and there's uh, believed to be a couple teams in on him right now as well. All right, we'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster, L. May. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.